is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Welcome back to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I'm still here. Uh, even though the microphone and the studio wanted to try, they were conspiring to keep me away. <laughs> All right. I uh, know that that was not how I wanted to start, but it's okay. We still have four more hours. So, you know, there goes the perfect show. I can't get it back. <laughs> but they can't get me out of studio that easily. Hello. How are you? Happy holidays. I hope that you had a... Great Christmas weekend, a good Hanukkah, whatever it is that you needed from your holidays. And if this is a holiday week for you, I also hope uh, that you are enjoying being out of your regular routine because I know that I did. It was quite a two-week saga, I will say that. More than 2,000 miles driven over the last two weeks. 2,000 miles on Prisislea in under two weeks. So for those of you who drive for a living, well, you know exactly what that is like. Me and about, I don't know, five million of my closest friends everywhere I went. (laughs) But the family had a really good time. We were able to celebrate together. First, my niece's college graduation. uh, And then, of course, Christmas. And just returned to the New York City area uh, a few hours ago. That's where our CBS Sports Radio headquarters are located. And now we get to dive back in. Although it's a weird week. I'm just warning you now. I'm working tonight and working Thursday night, not working tomorrow night. So I had days I had to take. That's what happens at the end of the year. Again, many of you are in the same boat, I'm sure. Uh, And so the good news is that a lot of people are out of their regular routines this time of the year, whether driving, oh, so many people driving, uh, whether traveling in a different way, not keeping the same hours that they typically do. And so for that reason, we generally end up with a lot of people who are either hearing the show for the first time or the first time in a long time. Uh, For those of you hearing the show for the first time, uh, that's not typically how we start, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish, (laughs) right? (laughs) So we have a lot to catch up on. It's been a week since I was here in studio. While I was gone, apparently somebody decided it was, uh, it would be a cheap trick to unplug the microphone. And so we're back on track. (laughs) And I do have a surprise for you tonight, actually. I come bearing gifts back in studio after a week away, ready to catch up. And at the top of next hour, We've got a special guest, one that you've asked for, one that we have reached out to multiple times, and now is the right week. This is the right week for us to be able to catch up with one of your favorites. So that's coming up at the top of next hour. If I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to give you my social media, but I will. Uh, I didn't do a lot of tweeting, did no Facebooking really over the course of my week away. But it's time. It's time to catch up again. So you can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, and then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
uh, as I say, just returned to my humble abode a few hours ago. And so the house is not yet cleaned and I'm not yet unpacked, but it's okay. It was good to be home. It was a lot of time away and a, a lot of time spent sleeping in different beds and moving all around. Again, great to spend time with a family. Uh, for those of you who hear me talk about my family, specifically my mom and my brother's family, well, you know that it was welcome to be able to see them all and to be together as a group for the first time in, gosh, it's been about a year and a half since the seven of us were together. So that was good. It took me a few days to get over my cold. Uh, So the last time I was here in studio, I sounded a bit like a man. In fact, if you didn't see our Christmas video, the the producer, the, well, it was producer Jay and I, it was the video that producer Jay and I put together. Um, For that reason, we were, uh, we were able to part and, and say happy holidays to you and know that we had kind of covered all our bases. Um, and so we did. We promised you a video. Was it quite what I had in mind because I was feeling so crappy the last time I was here? Uh, and wouldn't you know, producer Jay got sick at the end of last week. So he actually is still recovering. Uh, it wasn't me. It was not me. We didn't, we did not have the same sickness. I had a cold. He had something else. So I just want you to know, you can't blame me. But our Christmas video that we put up late last week or middle of last week, uh, it it kind of indicates, because you can hear it in my nose and in my voice, and it kind of indicates where I was a week ago. Thankfully, that has disappeared, and I sound more like myself again. And uh, Producer Jay is off the rest of the week, so he's able to recover. But yeah, I'm sure this has happened with you, with your friends. Um, uh, seems like half the people I know have been sick over the last couple of weeks, so I'm glad that mine is behind me. So yes, check out our video if you haven't seen it on Twitter, A Law Radio, or our show Twitter after our CBS. And then also uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and for those of you who think that the microphone must have been my fault, I, I haven't been here for a week, jackass. So it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I can't break anything if I wasn't here. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. As I say, a lot of catching up to do, a lot coming from the NFL. We've got the Broncos speaking about Nathaniel Hackett's firing as well as the future of Russell Wilson because their wagon is hitched to his star regardless of what what happens moving forward with the coaching search. It's Russ or bust. That's where it is right now for the Denver Broncos. And to be fair, this couldn't have gone more horribly wrong this season than what happened with the Broncos. And it wasn't just the offense. It was everything. It was the coaching mismatch. And and that predates the new owners. So now the new owners are involved in a coaching search for the first time. But the Broncos are no strangers to coaching searches. Uh, Their fourth one since January of 2017. Their third one since January of 2019. Meanwhile, the playoff drought continues. Not just that, but losing seasons for the Denver Broncos. And if you remember all the excitement, the enthusiasm, the great anticipation going back to their trade for Russell Wilson, five draft picks, including a first rounder in the spring that is likely to be a top three pick. They mortgaged the farm for this quarterback 
and then gave him a huge contract. And so they have no way out with Russ. No way that won't cost them many more seasons. So for that reason, the coach is the piece that's expendable and changeable. And this will be the first coach hired by the new Walton Penner ownership group. And so the Broncos had another season that was an unmitigated disaster, but made worse by the fact that there was so much excitement around Russell Wilson as well as around Nathaniel Hackett. So you'll hear from both the CEO, Greg Penner, as well as George Payton. And they explain what they're looking for, what they want. They do the best to explain what happened this season. And then in addition to that, some shocking news from the Miami Dolphins, a team that is still above 500, but barely. And here they are facing must-win games to close out the regular season. Just two weeks, two weeks left to close out the regular season, believe it or not. Our next NFL games will take place in 2023. And so we'll get to the playoff picture Another team punching its ticket to the postseason, ending a mini drought on Monday night. So about 24 hours ago. Though there's still so much to be decided. A lot of playoff spots that are still up for grabs. And obviously, seeds are floating. Seeds are floating in the wind, waiting for teams to lock them in. So there's a lot that we will get to from the NFL, ooh, including the fact that I won my fantasy football championship. I'm just kidding. No one cares about my fantasy football championship, <laughs> but it's true. I even confirmed it with Commissioner Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. When until you guys hear the story of championship weekend, my family was all involved. My mom kept calling it a pool. Mom, it's not a pool. It's a league. Amy won her pool. No, mom, it's not a pool. It's a league. (laughs) Anyway, so I'll tell you the story because you're not going to believe how it happened over championship weekend. And then from college football, we are closing in on the playoff that takes place on New Year's Eve. I know the college football commissioners, the powers that be, hate the fact that it's on New Year's Eve, especially that it's on a Saturday New Year's Eve. But before they could write it out, they had a few more games that had to take place on New Year's Eve. And that's where we find ourselves in 2022. And so we've got a little bit of preview to get to, and those games come up on Saturday. But they say, they, I don't know who they are, but some of them do say that the NBA season doesn't begin until Christmas Day. Well, in the case of this NBA season, you've already missed a lot if you didn't tune in until Christmas Day. But you did not miss a franchise record night for one of the game's brightest stars. Nothing that Luka Doncic does anymore should surprise you. It really shouldn't. Because of how we've seen him grow into his physical body as well as his skills. He's a triple-double machine. He loves the big stage. He desires to perform 
on a championship level. And it's just about the Mavs getting there. They had a taste of it last year. He's had a taste of it playing internationally. The Mavericks are putting pieces around him. They feel like they're getting closer. And, of course, this weekend they unveiled the Dirk Nowitzki statue. So it feels like the appropriate time for Luka to go off. Maybe to honor Dirk, but also to remind people there is a new sheriff in town. (laughs) It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Carlos, I don't know if you changed the numbers after we changed the audio. So I'm going to set up the Knicks because they built a big lead in Dallas on Tuesday night. They looked as though they were going to be able to cruise to the finish line. Quickly waiting, has struggled from three, drives and kicks, rose to Grimes, straight on three, nails it. Quinn Grimes with a career-high 30. He's made seven threes. Knicks lead by 11, over three gone by in the fourth. Grimes swings. Randall fake the three between the legs, attacks in the paint, the fadeaways. Good. Julius Randle getting the bounce, has 25, and has reached 10,000 points for his NBA career. Quickly picks it up in the backcourt. We'll walk it over against Bullock. Randle. Bullock on him. Two good friends from their days as a Nick. Quickly for Grimes. Attacks by Doncic. No look down low. Robinson with the stuff in the face of Hardaway. And a foul. The Knicks... Didn't even need their announcer to be at Mach 12 because they had this one well in hand, even without Jalen Brunson, who missed this game. So the Knicks build a nine-point lead with 33 seconds to go. But it wasn't enough. Now, if you were watching this game, you may have noticed the number of layups Luca had in the fourth quarter is astounding. Yes, we can point to Luca's greatness, and he puts himself in position over and over again. Not only does he have a career high in points, but also a career high in rebounds. He was in attack mode. But it was fairly obvious that the Knicks thought this game was well in hand. Again, the number of layups that Luca had point-blank shots down the stretch, the Knicks should be ashamed of themselves. And so a nine-point lead dwindles down to just a handful with Luca on the free-throw line in the closing seconds of the fourth quarter. And of course, Luca could just try to hit it hard off the rim and try to come in the middle of the lane and grab the rebound himself. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luca. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tied at 115. It worked! Oh, that's Chuck Cooperstein on Mavericks Radio. And before that, Ed Cohen on Knicks Radio. Kind of cut it off there, but you get the gist. At least I hope that you do. He intentionally misses a free throw. He bangs it off of the rim grabs the loose ball, and all in one motion, go ahead and he goes ahead and fires the jumper. And then as it goes in, he's outside the lane at this point. He has to do a special dance routine for the occasion. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he's dancing around. He's waving his arms. Sadly, a lot of Mavericks fans left because they anticipated the game was over, similar to the New York Knicks. So it was 115 all with a second to go. In 32 seconds, the Mavericks erased a nine-point lead and sent this game on into overtime. And once they got into overtime, you could tell that they were tired. But Luka had a little left in the tank. Luka between his legs, crosses to his left. Now played by Randall on the switch. Eight to shoot. Right to left, between his legs, right. At the block, spinning, fading, hitting. With 107 to go, the first basket of overtime. 58 for Doncic. Luka looking for 60. Two bounces on the way. There it is. 124 to 119. 30 seconds left. Once again, Chuck Cooperstein on Mavericks Radio. So, yes, it was a couple of free throws there at the end that put Luka Doncic at that 60-point mark. Not only a career high in points, but it's part of a triple-double. A career-high 21 rebounds to go along with 10 assists. He was 21 of 31 from the floor. 16 of 22 from the charity stripe. The Knicks trailed for less than a minute in regulation. Ultimately, though, this was a game in which they didn't defend the bucket. They didn't defend the paint, the hoop, down the stretch. Luka was aggressive. He was attacking. And then the shot. That you'll see over and over. I'll see if I can retweet it from our show account when I have an opportunity. The missed free throw on purpose. The follow-up. The dance, of course. And the never-say-die approach. I know. I think it was just kind of lucky. You know, I know it was two seconds or whatever. I just threw it up. I guess I, I was kind of lucky. Well, you know, uh, we were down, what, 10, two minutes to go, something like that. We came back. You know, this is an amazing team win. Luca doesn't quit. He keeps playing, and his teammates didn't quit. And they saw that from their leader, and uh, everyone had a part in making a big play down the stretch. Jason Kidd talking about his superstar point guard. 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, one block shot. Spencer Dinwiddie had 25 so he was in there as well. And the Mavericks able to stun the Knicks. But more importantly, Luca with another chapter for his highlight reel, his resume, if you will. Okay, so I think we have the technical difficulties in hand. And then on our Facebook page, our Twitter, we're glad to connect with you again. I have a surprise for you tonight. Love to hear from you about your holidays where you're listening, how you're listening. I hope that you all were able to survive what was one kind of crazy weather st- or weather pattern and storm that hit so many parts of the country. I know in the Buffalo area, in western New York, they're still trying to dig out. There's still a, a travel ban in place. Have to be off the roads after another 50 inches of snow. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> it, it was some kind of uh, a week of travel for a lot of people. I hope that you're safe, though, and that your holiday week is exactly what you need. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, At A-Law Radio is where you have found me. Uh, Rob has now sent me eight tweets about Tim Tebow. And the latest are, I still disagree with you saying Tebow is the number two quarterback because the Jets only dressed two quarterbacks. He was two because he had a package. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't read it first. (laughs) I should have read the first out loud. (laughs) Wait, I think I'm done. Amy Lawrence. Good to hear from so many of you already on social media. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. It is always strange to get back in studio and back on the routine. So I was telling Dexter Henry a little while ago that I'm not sure how this is going to go. Because after sleeping for the last, I guess, six nights... Uh, it's a little bit strange to flip the schedule. Now, I do it a lot. It's not as though this is foreign to me. But, yeah, a little bit strange just to be upside down again as opposed to right side up. So want to say thank you for all of your holiday greetings. Gosh, we were inundated with so many of your Twitter messages and Facebook posts and <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. I got all choked up. You got me all choked up. Uh, And it it was, it's impossible. It was impossible for me to keep up with all of them. It's impossible for me to answer all of them. Uh, But I do certainly appreciate that so many of you missed the show while I was away. And I hope that you were able to take some time off too. So we're going to catch up the best we can. We'll do some NFL, of course. And then even a little look ahead to the college football playoff, which comes up on Saturday. Uh, But yeah, this is a time of the year where the NFL is hoping to keep your attention. Now, the games themselves, they're always front and center, center ring of the circus. But you'll start to see more and more over these last couple weeks, even with the regular season still ongoing, that there are franchises who are getting a jump on the business of the offseason. And that includes coaching changes. We now have three openings of the 32. We'll see if there are more. We've already got teams that are positioning themselves, looking ahead at changes in the offseason. We've even got a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, who's already declared his intent to retire at the end of the year. So the business of football starts to swirl around, even with so much on the line. We know that we will have a new champion with Super Bowl 57. Is it 57? I lose track. With with the end of this season, we'll have a new champion. And right now we're seeing a bunch of teams still in position for playoffs, including a bunch of teams that haven't been there in quite a while. And this is one of my favorite things about the NFL is that half the football, uh, half the playoff field 
roughly half the playoff field turns over every single year. And so we're seeing different teams punch their tickets. I've gone back to this a few times over the course of the season, but I think it's worth mentioning again that, and we'll get to some of the droughts that are ending, but only four teams have reached the playoffs in each of the last three seasons. Two of them have already punched their tickets. So Chiefs and Bills will continue that streak and will make the playoffs four years in a row. Right now, the Bills have the nose in front for the top seed in the AFC, but should they stumble, the Chiefs are poised to steal it. So those two teams are safely through to a fourth consecutive playoff appearance. The Packers and the Titans are both in precarious positions. The Packers still have hope. So you're telling me there's a chance. They still have hope because of the way they've played the last month or so. And their schedule's been helpful as well. But give them credit for taking advantage of what's in front of them. And they still need help, right? They still need a few things to break their way in the NFC. And then the Tennessee Titans who are no longer in first place in the AFC South. Five consecutive wins has dropped them, excuse me, five consecutive losses has dropped them below 500. And the Jaguars currently hold the tiebreak in the AFC South. So yeah, that could be one major turnover. And the South divisions have been so bad this season. We still need champions for (laughs) both the South divisions. And I'm not sure any team actually wants to win it. Jaguars, they they want to win it. The rest of the teams might be allergic to postseason play. So a lot yet to be decided. And still, you're you're seeing the rumblings. You're hearing the rumblings of offseason business that's already beginning to interject. Coaching searches. And guys who are angling for jobs or even... Either that or know they're going to be looking for a new job. So there's a lot to talk about in the NFL. Also a lot to get to from the NBA, the hard court. The Sixers putting their eight-game win streak on the line as well. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Top of the hour, special guest, a surprise. Don't miss it. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Washington Jr. He penetrates on Jaron Jackson Jr. Into the lane. Hanging. He puts it up. No. Scoop up by Kogi. And he hits the putback. And the Suns take the lead up to 19 with 9.46 to play. Timeout. Grizzlies. Here's a steal by Kogi. One-on-one with LaRavia. Right to the rim and the jam time for J.O. He's been doing it all off the bench tonight. 12 points. And the Suns lead by 24. Damian Lee off to the races the other way. Gives to Wainwright. Left corner three for Washington. He gets knocked down. Counted. And the foul the tray and the trouble for wash down to five seconds left josh akogi 
Great effort off the bench. Dwayne Washington Jr., a career night off the bench with 26 to lead the Suns. They had nine guys in double figures, and they leave Memphis with a 17-point win. Suns win 125-108 the final at FedEx Forum. They snap a three-game losing streak and also snap a three-game skid in the series with the Grizzlies. You feel a good vibe, spirit about your team when you see um, collectively across the board that many guys playing that hard with a controlled chaos and ferocity for 48 minutes. We knew we couldn't just show up. And um, it's one of those wins that you're unbelievably proud of uh, the game plan, discipline, the energy, uh, the togetherness, and, and the way that we just rallied around each other. So from a coaching standpoint, that's pretty much how I feel. This is After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns will take it. Road wins are rare for Phoenix to begin the season. And so even though they have a record above 500, this was a big deal in Memphis where the Grizzlies rarely lose. On Suns Radio, a career night for Dwayne Washington. Off the bench, 26 points to lead all scorers, seven in double figures as the Suns are trying to end 2022 on a high note. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I did just go through and retweet some of the Mavericks videos, the angles of the Luka Doncic intentional miss at the free throw line, the follow-up, and the bucket that tied the game in regulation. Incredible. So there's multiple angles that the Mavericks tweeted I would love for you to go and check those out on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. Luca goes 21 of 31 from the floor. He makes 16 free throws. He brings the Mavericks from down nine with 33 seconds to go to force overtime in which he hits a career-high 60 points to go along with a career-high 21 rebounds and 10 assists. For the second time this year, they end their five-game home losing streak to the Knicks, and they've sent the Knicks on their way to their fourth consecutive loss. A wild ride for sure here at the American Airlines Center as the Mavericks defeat the Knicks in overtime, 126-121. to 60-point, 20-rebound, triple-double. 60 points, 20 boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. Oh, we can handle that. I need a recovery beer, says Luca on Bally Sports Southwest. And before that, Chuck Cooperstein on Mavericks Radio. We'll get to a little more from the NBA as we head through this edition of After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed... Well, I was going to say if you missed any part of the show or if you want to go back and hear any of our shows from uh, pre-Christmas, you always have the podcast option after hours, amylawrence.com. My mistakes are immortalized there. (laughs) And we always podcast our guests separately. Uh, We put them in one audio file for you to access easily. We've got a special guest coming up at the top of the hour. So I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with him. It's a good surprise. I know a lot of you have been asking over the course of the last, oh gosh, nine months when we would have him on the show again. And 
we are within minutes of getting the latest. So I don't want to tell you anything more, only to say that you don't want to miss it at the top of the hour. Uh, And so that's my fun surprise for you as I am back from Christmas break. I have the weekend off, of course, because I normally have weekends off until Sunday, back Sunday night. Um, It just so happens that for the second time in 10 years of working here at CBS Sports Radio, and we are just about to hit our 10-year anniversary, actually. It's crazy, isn't it? January 1st, Sunday, January 1st, 2023 is 10 years for CBS Sports Radio. And for those of you who've been listening since the beginning, well, you know, it's a big deal. There's not that many of us original employees who are still remaining, uh, but there is a core group. And so we're getting ready to celebrate 10 years as a network. Uh, It was a startup in 2013 when we launched After Hours, and actually it was a listener contest that named the show, and we started out with three shows on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now we, of course, are in this current time slot uh, for year number eight, so we're wrapping up year number eight, uh, five nights a week. And so we're really appreciative of, I sound like Mike Tomlin, uh, I really appreciate the fact that you all have been so supportive, and we continue to have new listeners every single week, especially during the holidays, because people are out of their regular routines. That's happened a few times in 10 years. At least I turned off my mic this time, though. I had to sneeze. Don't ask me why. I'm telling you it's because I'm flipping my schedule again, and so my my body is all kind of messed up. <laughs> Wondering what the heck is happening after a week of sleeping at night. Yeah. I said to my mom pretty much every night of the last week, How could I be so tired? It's 11 o'clock. I'm falling asleep on the couch with the dog. How can I be so tired? But that's what happens when you change your schedule around. Of course, I was getting over a cold too. So yeah, there's just a, it was good to be away, but there's a lot that is involved in getting back into the routine. Uh, So I need to get it over with sooner rather than later. So we'll do a little more speculating as we head through not just tonight's show, but Thursday night's show. So we'll be back with you on Thursday night. Um, The company says if you don't use your days off, you lose your days off. So I will not be here tomorrow night, but it will be back with you on Thursday night as we kick off week 17 in the NFL. And speaking of the NFL, speaking of football, uh, by now you know, or maybe you're just hearing it, but I'm happy to share the news with you, I guess, uh, that there's been a third coach fired in the NFL. And no doubt Sunday's embarrassment for the Denver Broncos had a lot to do with why Nathaniel Hackett did not even last through this first season. I believe that Hackett will end up getting another job at some point in the NFL. Likely not to be a head coaching job for a while. It was such a disaster. But after hearing from Broncos CEO Greg Penner and GM George Payton, they would like you to believe, they would like us to believe, that the failure of the offense... And the failure with Russell Wilson in year number one was not the driving factor to make a change at head coach. 
I'll just be fair and honest. I don't believe it. The next coach is going to have to get whatever positive play and forward momentum is left with Russell Wilson. I don't think he's over the hill. I don't think he's done. But it's fair to say that his game, which is predicated on movement and athleticism and explosiveness and vision, well, that's that's different. Those days are the best of, of Russ's ability to scramble are behind him. And if you didn't know, maybe you're not keeping score at home, three more sacks this season and Russ will have been sacked more times in 2022 than any year of his career. So the Broncos bear some responsibility as well. This is not just about Russ. What the ownership is looking for, certainly someone who can put Russ in the best position to succeed, but it's not just that. It's about making better decisions for the roster. But it certainly starts with a head coach that will be hired specifically by new CEO Greg Penner. It starts with uh, really strong leadership. I think that's going to be the most critical factor here in a head coach. Obviously, the X and O's are important, but we need we need a strong leader for this organization that's focused on winning. It's instilling uh, a sense of accountability, uh, discipline, and um, and we need an identity on on offense. Um, and so, but at, at the starting point, it's got to be about culture and leadership, and and those characteristics are what we'll be focused on the most. So that's Greg Penner, the new CEO, part of the Walton Penner Group. If you remember, they were approved by the NFL to take over in August. They did not take part in the coaching search. Remember, there were 10 candidates before Nathaniel Hackett got the job. And Nathaniel Hackett was coming from the Green Bay organization. Aaron Rodgers was the target for the Broncos first before Russell Wilson. So there's that piece of it too. So they were not part of the coaching search that brought in Hackett. And they were not part of the Russell Wilson trade in March, but they did sign off on the huge contract extension for Russell Wilson. So we'll hear more from Penner and the GM George Payton, as well as a bombshell from the Miami Dolphins, but a special surprise guest coming up next year after hours, CBS Sports Radio.